Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. This week I have two true stories. Both of them are about prayer. In the early 1930s, a carpenter named Christian Wolfkees prayed a strange prayer. He prayed that before he died, he might bring one Jewish person to Christ. Well, an answer to his prayer didn't seem likely because he and his wife lived in a remote Romanian mountain village. Well, while Christian prayed, a successful Jewish-Romanian businessman named Richard Wormbrand was living in a crowded city, and he contracted tuberculosis. His doctor advised him to go live in the country for the sake of his health. So Richard and his wife, Sabina, decided to go live in a remote mountain village, which, of course, happened to be the same village where Christian Wolfkees lived and was praying that he might bring one Jewish person to Christ. Christian and his wife befriended their new neighbors. In 1938, his prayer was answered when Richard and his wife, Sabina, both became Christians. Well, you'd think that'd be the end of it. The Wormbrands and Christian and his wife could live there in that remote mountain village happy for the rest of their lives. Well, the Wormbrands were not destined to live the happy life of peaceful villagers. Richard became a pastor and remained steadfast through years of communist persecution. He spent a total of 14 years in prison for his faith. Three of those years were spent underground in solitary confinement. Sabina spent three years at hard labor in a prison camp. In fact, the day this podcast airs marks the 76th anniversary of one of Richard's arrests. On Sunday, February 29, 1948, Richard was arrested on his way to church. After years of imprisonment that included torture and brainwashing, fellow Christians were able to pay a ransom for the Wormbrand's freedom. Well, they settled in Torrance, California, where they began a worldwide ministry in support of persecuted Christians. Sabina died August the 11th, 2000. Richard died six months later on February 17, 2001, at age 91. I'm sure that carpenter living in his remote mountain village never imagined the far-reaching consequences of his simple prayer. That's the point. We really don't understand the power of simple prayer. Prayer turns each of us into a channel that can pour out love and blessing in the most unlikely places. Today, my memory is sort of like Swiss cheese. Sometimes it's full of little holes, and I can't remember if I've told this story before. If I did, maybe your memory's like mine, and maybe you won't remember it. A few years ago, I was working in the parish office one afternoon when another worker found me and said there was a young man at the door who wanted to know about our faith. Did I have time to talk to him? Well, of course I did. He came in and I asked what brought him to our door. Well, he had the strangest story. He told me he had Asperger's syndrome and that he had a lot of difficulty getting along with people. He said he was having a hard time with life. He said one day months earlier he'd been kicked out of the last place he'd been living. He had no money and no place to go. 
So he went for a walk in a local nature preserve. This young man that day was at the end of his rope. He sat on a bench on one of the trails. He didn't believe in God. He said he had no idea if there even was such a thing as God. He said he'd never prayed any kind of prayer. But he decided the only thing left he could do was pray, or at least try to pray. And so he prayed a strange prayer. He said, God, I don't know if you even exist. If you do exist, send someone to talk to me about you today, this very day. If you send someone to talk to me about you today, I'm yours. I'll love and serve you forever. But if nobody comes well, God, you and me, we're done forever. Now, as this young man prayed, on the other side of town, a businessman got in his car to go home for lunch. This man just so happened to be very active in the local college campus ministry, and as he drove home, on a whim, he decided to stop and take a quick walk on a trail at a local nature preserve. As he walked, he came upon a young man sitting on a bench along the trail. He said, Hi. The young man returned his greeting. Then the businessman, out of thin air, asked the young man a strange question. He said, Have you ever thought about eternity? What followed was an hour-long conversation about God that was an immediate answer to the young man's prayer. Well, by the time I found myself sitting with this same young man at church, he had come to know Christ, and he was very involved in the local campus ministry. By then, he was receiving disability and had his own small apartment. He was a bright young man, and after some study, he had come to believe the Catholic faith was the one that he was supposed to join. He was on our doorstep that day to fulfill his promise to love and serve God forever. And that's a promise I happen to know he still keeps. God doesn't always answer our prayers, especially in such a dramatic fashion. Even when answers do come, they're likely to come quietly and maybe in ways we never expect. Most people who've served Christ for many years will often have a story or two about prayers that were answered in ways that would be difficult to explain as coincidence. Often we pray and then realize the answer to our prayers requires action on our part. Doors will open, but we have to do the knocking, and we might have to knock on more than one door. Often it's comforting to know others are praying with us. To me, the World Wide Web isn't the technology one. It's the invisible web spun day after day by pastors and monks going about their daily business, by sisters in convents, by ordinary people staying faithful to promises to pray for friends and family, by children offering the simplest prayers, and by those praying with broken hearts for family and loved ones. Every prayer is another channel pouring hope and love into a broken world. We might never know the results of our prayers. The Romanian carpenter died during World War II. But then again, we might not only see results, but we might see results in ways we could not have possibly imagined. This is Ann Cavera with Speeding Past 80. Thanks for listening.